Welcome to Kingdom Insight with Dr. Kazumba Charles. This program is designed to help you discover treasures and truth from God's Word and also give you deeper insights and understanding of the character and nature of God. Here's your host, Dr. Kazumba Charles. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for joining me once again on Kingdom Insight. It's always an honor and a, a privilege to bring the Word of God to you. We've been looking at uh, uh, the book of Peter, 1 Peter and 2 Peter. We started off by looking at the introduction of in, in the book of uh, Peter, where we looked at uh, the author, we looked at um, his original uh, audience, why he wrote, the purpose of writing his book, and then the call that Peter calls us, you are a royal priesthood, meaning, you are called to function in the functionability of uh, a priest. Just a recap here, a priest offered the sacrifice on behalf of people. A priest offered the sacrifice on behalf of people. People who had seen went to a priest and a priest would offer on their behalf. Then before Jesus told the veil for us to go directly to God, but the priests were there offering offering the, uh, the sacrifice on, on behalf of people. So the question becomes is, are we royal a royal priesthood? Are we offering the sacrifice on behalf of uh, people, on behalf of your nation? Or do you condemn people when they are in their sins instead of offering up their lives to God for God to change them? That's a question for another day. Today we're going to continue also to look at an overview of the, of the book of uh, First. Peter, as well as uh, we're going to get into Second Peter in this series of the Bible. I believe when you you study the Bible and you study the entire Bible or the entire Word of God, there is something powerful that happens in our lives. And I want my it's my goal to preach or to teach the entire uh, Bible, uh, the entire. A, a, a book of the Bible that we'll be looking at instead of just pulling one scripture because there, it's so rich when you are able to look at the background of why the author wrote what he wrote, what was happening, what was going on, and you understand the cultural background, there is an empowerment that happens. So that is our goal. That is the goal of Kingdom Insight is to give you the treasures of the Word of God, to give you the treasures of the power of God. God through his word and God has given us his word and we are thankful for the word of God. The word of God can change your life if you believe right. The word of God can change your life if you study right. The word of God can change and transform who you are and what you are or what people think you are because the word of God sets the standard of the kingdom of God in within our hearts for us to do the will of God and to be all that God created us to be. So we continue here by looking at uh, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18 to 20. Remember, we're looking at the overview of the book of uh, Peter. In 1 Peter 3, verse 18 to 20, he says, uh, Christ suffered for our sins once for all 
time. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered a physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. So he went and preached to the spirits in a prison, those who disobeyed God long ago, when God waited patiently while Noah was building his boat. Only eight people were saved from the drowning in the terrible in that ter terrible flood. The meaning of uh, preaching to the spirits in prison, uh, that is a good question to ask because when you look at that, Peter, Peter, what are you talking about? Jesus went to preach into the spirits in prison. The meaning of preaching to the spirits in prison is not completely clear. It's not completely clear and we shouldn't add so many of our thoughts to that because we don't know what Peter really is talking about here. Most Bible commentators or scholars or, or scholars uh, have explained it in different words of what it means. So let's look for a second uh, uh, um, of what Peter is talking about when he says Jesus went to preach into the spirits. It's important for us to look at that. We can't just skip or make our mind or, or form our own opinion on that. So most Bible scholars have explained it in different words. The traditional interpretation is that uh, between Christ's death and resurrection, Christ announced salvation to God's faithful followers who had been waiting for their salvation during the old Old Testament era. Some think Jesus preaching to the spirits in prison, some think that this passage says that Christ's spirit was in Noah as Noah preached to those imprisoned by sin, but now in hell. So the term spirit may refer here to souls of people who died in the great flood, Genesis chapter 6 verse 7, if you look at that. Still others that say that Christ went to aid us to proclaim his victory and final condemnation to the fallen angels imprisoned there since Noah's day. You see that in 2 Peter uh, chapter 2 verse 4. So in, in any case, anyway, the passage shows that Christ's good news of salvation and victory is not limited. Whatever Peter is talking about, we can't understand uh, uh, very clearly. We don't know what, he, what, what, what he's talking about, but what we know is that uh, the good news is preached to everybody. So he went and preached to the spirits in prison. That's what Peter says. Uh, 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 those who disobeyed long ago when God waited patiently while Noah was building the, 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 the ark. We may have a different interpretation of what it means uh, for Jesus to go and preach to the spirits. But what we know here and what Peter is showing us here is that, uh, uh, is that uh, the good news of the kingdom and, and, and Christ's good news of salvation and victory is not limited. Is not limited. It is, uh, it is not limited by anything here. While some Bible passages, such as uh, this one, may be unclear, we can discover certain truth from them along with the context of the rest of the scripture. So to understand that, we need to look at the whole context of the scripture here. In this passage, we discover that God speaks. 
while we while we puzzle over what where and how we can see that God is communicating with communicating with the, to the world and then in that passage also that uh, that is a very you know tough to understand what we see also is that God triumphs so that power, that difficult passage there, we can tell that God triumphs, God speaks, and then uh, last point there, we can tell that God serves. God exercises his power to rescue those who desire him, to rescue God serves. This mysterious passage tells us at least this much, and that is much needed to know that is all we need to know because we don't know if peter went to you know into the grave to i mean jesus went into the grave and preached it is unclear peter did not give us too much of a crew but we know uh, from listening to peter in that difficult and unclear passage we know that god speaks we know that salvation is unlimited we know that uh, uh, god triumphs and we know that god saves now the other thing that we need to look at uh, that Peter establishes so very well in this book of uh, First Peter is uh, he calls uh, these people, you are a living stones. You are a living stones. We see that in First Peter chapter, chapter 2 verse 1 to 5. And I want us to spend a little bit of some time to look into the, chap the, the second chapter of uh, First Peter and uh, 1 to 5. 1 to 5 says this. So get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit. Be done with all deceit. Be done with hypocrisy. Be done with the jealousy. It begins to outline what a living stone or a person living with the Spirit of God or a person who is in fellowship with God literally looks like. It, it, they look like this. It says, be done with audacity, be done with all hypocrisy, be done with uh, jealousy, and all unkind speech. All unkind speech. Listen, you want to be known as a person filled with the Spirit of God, then speak what the Spirit of God would speak. Meaning, be kind. Be kind in your words. Be kind in your words. And then it continues into there. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you may grow into full experience of salvation. There is a full experience of salvation. And the full experience of salvation is experienced by what? By Cleaving for the thing, for the word of God. Not these, uh, you know, surface teaching, but the whole teaching of the word of God. The whole bouquet of the word of God. So Peter here is saying, uh, so that you can experience uh, all of salvation. Experience uh, uh, a full, full experience of salvation. And then he, co he goes on to say, cry out for these uh, nourishment. Cry out. For these nourishment. It's your duty to cry out for these nourishment. You can't blame a preacher who just preaches whatever they preach to say they are not feeding me what I need to be fed. No, you cry out for the nourishment of your spirit. You cry out for the nourishment of your, your Christianity. It is your duty to know is what I'm being fed, building my spirit, building my relationship with God, connecting me more to God, or it is connecting 
connect me more to the things of the world. So it is our duty to cry out for this nourishment, the nourishment of the world. You alone, me alone can tell, am I being fed? Am I being fed the word of God? Or am I being fed just, uh, you know, uh, 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 man wisdom? So this is why it is important to, to know exactly what you are listening to. And then he says here in three, now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness, you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. You've seen what Jesus did. He died uh, uh, on the cross for our sin. You've seen his kindness of experience extending his hand to a wretch such as us uh, to come and save us. You've seen the kindness of God. So this means that anybody, anything that doesn't come with kindness of the Spirit of God, that doesn't have the kindness of God, it is not worth your attention. It's, 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 it's mind-boggling to me for people to be misled by these unkind teachers, unkind leaders who shows up and they are unkind to other people. Listen, if they can mistreat other people, know this. If they can speak bad about any other people, any other ethnicity, any other background, any other human being, any other created human being by God, understand this in them. They don't have the spirit of God. You know them by the kindness because the Spirit of God lives in them. If the Spirit of God lives in them, then the kindness of the Spirit of God will manifest through them. So they speak with a kindness. So you, some Christians, you will even shake your head. They know the Bible. They go to church very committed, but they are one of the most unkind in their words towards others. They are one of the most unkind in the way they treat others. They are one of the most unkind in the way they look at other people. You know the devil by looking at if he is kind. The devil is unkind. The devil is one of the most unkind. His desires to shipwreck, to destroy. So you know the spirit of the devil but the unkindness behavior of other people. They're not kind in their words, in assessment of other people. Remember when we looked at the book of Romans, Paul said what? Do not think you are better than any other. Kindness causes to esteem other people. It's a kindness to honor. If I honor you, you honor me. It's a kindness to honor. It's a biblical principle of those who are in the kingdom of God. Kindness. You are kind. If you are kind, you'll be kind in worship. You are kind in giving. You are kind in encouraging other people. You are kind in serving other people. Kindness is key in the body of of Christ and in the kingdom of God. So Peter is talking to them here. Now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness, be kind too. He's saying here, let's go to four here. And then he continues, he says, you are coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by people, by people, but he was chosen by God for greater honor. And you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. You are a living stone. You are a living stone, living from the position of 
of the Spirit of God. And if you are a living stone of God, living stone of God, trust me, then that living stone will manifest the kindness of God, will manifest the love of God, will manifest the power of God, will manifest the Spirit of God, will manifest everything that you see God do. That's why he elevates us to that level of what? Royal priest. He wants us to exercise the functionality of that office by God being what? But by God operating in us. The only person that was a higher priest, the priest of all priests, was Jesus Christ himself. He functioned with love. He functioned with care, forgiveness, mercy, and all that. So Paul is wrapping everything here to say, you are a living stone. You know how a living stone is? A living stone gives life. That's why it is called a living stone. It is not something that should make people stumble on. It gives life. It, gi it gives nourishment. It gives the, 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 the desire to live and the desire to do what God wants to do. So here Peter is elevating this point. He says uh, God is building you into a spiritual temple. You are the church, especially at such a time as this when the church doors are closed. Trust me people of God, the church is not the building. We are thankful to be able to go into the building and worship and glorify God together as a family and it is one of the most important and essential thing that we ought to do. But in this pandemic and what we're facing, guess what is important? Important. What is important is you to become that church, you to become that temple, you to become the holy temple of the presence of God. And Peter is saying this, he says, uh, God is making you into a spiritual temple. You know why? Because if you are a spiritual temple, wherever you go and whatever you do, people will be able to see God through your life. That is a higher calling that God has called us to. That is why we are to be very quick to forgive, very quick to ask for forgiveness, very quick to notice certain things because we are the temple, we are the royal priesthood, we are a holy nation. A holy nation means holy, holy set apart by God. How will the people know that we are set apart by God? By the manifestation of the presence of God through our lives that manifests itself through love, through kindness, through mercy, through goodness, doing good because God is good. That is what Peter is talking about here. And then he goes on and he says this, through the medi med mediations of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifice that pleases God. You offer spiritual sacrifices. Again, he is just talking about you being a priest. You offer spiritual sacrifice. As a priest, when you give to God, guess what you're doing? You are offering a spiritual sacrifice. You are a priest. You are a royal priest. You offer a sacrifice on behalf of uh, your people. I want to give you an example here. What I've started doing just for my family, you know, my family back in Africa, is that I began to notice, you know, most of them are not progressing in this area. They're not progressing in that area. I said, God, why? But God says, I elevated you. I appointed you. I have called you to be a priest over your family, meaning you can offer the sacrifice on their behalf. The sacrifice is not just money. The sacrifice is not about money, by the way. The sacrifice 
sacrifice could be your prayers, could be your goodness, could be your kindness, standing in the gap for your family, standing in the gap for your church. Instead of condemning all those leaders you condemn all the time, or all those pastors you condemn all the time, or all those believers you condemn all the time, or all those sinners you condemn all the time, offer a sacrifice of salvation before God to for them. And that's what Peter is talking about but here going back to the scripture first Peter chapter 2 verse 1 to 5 where Peter says you are a living stone Peter calls his readers to feed on a pure spiritual milk you you are a living stone who should feed on a pure spiritual milk not these gobble gobble prophetic stuff goosebump feeling stuff that they are offering out there it won't make you grow into to a living stone it will give you stuff but it won't make you grow into a living stone a living stone bubbling with the life of God a life giving stone a life and hope giving stone so Peter here he says uh, he calls uh, his, 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 his reader of this letter uh, to seek what spiritual milk in order for them to avoid all decity, hypocrisy, jealousy, and unkind speech. Oh my goodness, unkind speech can, can never come out of your mouth if you feed on the word of God. Because the word of God does not say anything unkind. The word of God does not bash people. Uh, yes, it points out sin, but it's not bashing people. It's pointing out sin in order to show them the kindness of God, who has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to come and die for them, to come and redeem them. So the Bible is not about bashing. The Bible is not about bashing this one, bashing that one, but it is to show the kindness of salvation. So Peter is saying to avoid hypocrisy, to avoid decency, to avoid jealousy you know what you need feed on the spiritual milk the word of God you can't be in jealousy of other people if you are in the word of God you can't feel threatened by other people if you are in the word of God. You can't have jealousy of what other people are doing or they are doing or God is doing in their lives if you have the word of God. Because the same word that is enabling them to do what they're doing will quicken you and will enable you to do what God has called you to do in your own gifting. That is what Peter is saying here. Seek spiritual milk. And then he goes on. Let's look at this spiritual milk first. Spiritual milk here. Peter uses a metaphor. It is a metaphor that refers to the divine sustenance drawn from the gospel or the word of God. Peter is not talking about you going to drink milk or you going to go to some prophet and they pray about a spiritual milk or anointed milk. No, what Peter is doing here by saying, saying spiritual milk, Peter is using a metaphor. That spiritual milk is a reference to the word of God. Peter says, if you get hold of the word of God, you will be sustained. And not only are you going to be sustained, you're going to be empowered. And not only are you going to be empowered, you are going to let go of every decity, every jealousy, every animosity, every hypocrisy will leave. Why? Because when the Word of God fills our heart or gives up. 
they all disappear. Why? Because now you are living from the position of the word. You know, let me use this word in a positive way. You have been possessed by the word of God. You have been possessed by the good news of the gospel. You have been possessed by the kingdom of God. And now all you do is give out good. Give out good. Walk in mercy. Walk in grace. Walk in power. Walk in miracles. That's what the word of God is all about. So I love what Peter is doing here. And one characteristics of all children of God share and desire is that they want to grow up and be like a big brother. I have uh, two, five kids and, and, uh, and uh, my son, my youngest son, the difference between them and my oldest son is uh, seven years my youngest son desires to do what uh, my, 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 my older son does. And uh, he tries to play the games with him. He desires to be him. And that is one of the characteristics of uh, everybody, oh, uh, the characteristics of children, is their desire to be like big brother. Their desire to be like, uh, like, uh, like other people. Our desire, we must yearn to grow from uh, one spiritual level to the next, increase in our spirit spiritual appetite of studying the word of God and living a lifestyle of prayer. We have to, um, you know, to have an appetite, higher appetite of studying the word of God, higher appetite of understanding the word of God, higher appetite of understanding what the word of God actually says and not just take everything and run away. So here, what we are understanding of what Peter is doing here, Peter is doing us a service. Peter is doing us a great service over talking about this year is talking about is talking about it in such a way that uh, hey if you just get hold of the spiritual milk remember spiritual milk is a metaphor he's referring to the word of god he's referring to god himself because if you get hold of the word of god the bible says what in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god so if you get hold of the word and you stand on the word of god what happens is that all things that we have a pressure from all things that makes us slave to, all things that manipulates and controls us, all things that tries to sneak into our lives begins to disappear. Why? Because now you've gotten hold of the word of God. You've gotten hold of the word himself and the word himself lives in you. And if the word lives in you, there is no way the devil can manipulate you. There is no way the enemy can manipulate you because you got the word of God. So Paul was encouraging them, get some spiritual milk, get the word, get the word, get the word of God. Not this surface stuff because when you get the word of God, you're going to be mature. And God will bless you abundantly if he blesses you when you are not mature. Let me tell you something, all your wealth will disappear. All your wealth will be enjoyed by others. Why? Because you don't have the solid. So the first thing thing for us to do is not to seek riches, but to seek the rich himself, the one who is rich in the word, the one who is rich in spirit, the one who is rich in life. 
the one who is rich in deeds, and that is Jesus Christ. And that is what Paul was talking to them about here. Paul the Apostle is telling them exactly what is important. Paul the Apostle is telling them exactly what is so good and what makes us untouchable and what makes us strong and what makes us keep moving when the storms are bubbling, are, are, are pushing everything down. What makes us continue in a pandemic like this one is by how having the sustenance of the Word of God, to desire the Word of God. Listen, people of God, in a situation like this, desire the Word of God. Desire the Word of God. Desire the Word of God. Desire to know Him more. Desire to tend to Him more. Desire to pray. Clear your mind and desire God. Desire God. There will never be a moment like this in in the world again where we are all locked down and we are looking at everything but God, come on, look at God, look at God, look at God, look at God. He will preserve you. He will watch over you. He will stand with you. Just look at God, but desire to know him more through the word. Desire the word of God. Study what the word of God says. And by the time this storm is all over, you will be wrapped up with the word of God and you will be able to do greater and mighty things in the world. Such is what Paul was saying. You want to withstand the distress you're going through? Paul says, uh, get the spiritual milk. You want to change what is going on in your life? Get the spiritual milk. What is the spiritual milk? The Word of God. This is exciting. I love the book of Romans. I, sorry, the book of uh, Peter here. It is so good. It is so powerful. And we're going to continue next time when we look at the setting of Peter's uh, writing. Why Peter was writing. What was going on. What was the background. This is so powerful when you understand the word of God. You can feel the chills. You can feel the presence of God. You can feel the power of God when you study right. When you study the word of God in the right way. God bless you friends. God bless you. And I pray that the power of the word of God will saturate your heart wherever you are and whatever you desire to be. God bless you. Until then, shalom. Thank you for watching Kingdom Insight. Dr. Kazumba Charles has written some powerful and insightful books that will help you discover treasures and truth of God's word and also give you a deeper understanding of the unchanging character of God. For a love gift of $20, our office will send you one of the following books written by Dr. Kazumba Charles. The Parables of the Kingdom, Revisiting the Foundations, The Weapon of Forgiveness, or Discovering the Power of God in You. Please go to www.kazumbacharles.org to give your love gift. Your love gift will enable Dr. Kazumba Charles to continue to preach the good news of the kingdom. Thank you for your generosity.